0: Wives is a true crime podcast. Some of the content on this show might be too graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys and welcome to Crime Wives. I'm your host Ronica and I'm your host Destiny and how's it going? Okay, well...
1: (laughs) It's going great. Yeah, wherever you are. I'm doing great, you're doing great, we're doing great. Everybody that's listening, hopefully you're doing great. If you're not, sorry, but do great later. Yeah, we encourage great. (laughs) Yeah, we encourage great. And before we do
0: the other things as far as encouraging great goes, um, I... What am I trying to say? Before we jump into things, (laughs) um, if you're here to listen to the crime stuff, there's a few things that we'd like to go over. Firstly, if you're here to jump right into the crime stuff... Please fast forward right now because you're going to hear some stuff that you don't want to hear. We like, if you've been listening to us at all, you know that we research and cover our own stuff, but that's later. Um, Right now we like to talk about our lives a little bit. So if that's not your jam, you have been warned and simply fast forward until you hear our intro song again. Um, That's that because I think there's a few people that don't love that and I'm not sorry. So I'm just trying to help you out. The second part is a request that if you haven't yet rated or reviewed our show, wherever you're listening to us right now, could you please help us by giving us a few stars and leaving us an honest opinion of our show. And if you do that, we'll shout you out on the show. Or like I say, just give us all the stars. You can give us all of the stars and we will still shout you out on the show.
1: Yes. (laughs) Because we love you. (laughs) Uh, For all the stars.
0: For the good stars. (laughs) You know, we love everyone. It's fine. And then if you haven't already and, and you really like us and you want to help us and or you want to connect with us um, or get notifications or updates about our show, please follow us on all of our social media platforms because that just would be super helpful for you, but mostly Instagram because that's where we usually are. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, though, uh, at Crime Wives Podcast. And if there's any crimes that you would like us to cover or talk about on the show, if you have, like, requests or there's one you're like, oh, my gosh, I'd love if they or I need to know more about or any of anything like that, if you have recommendations, send those to crimewivespodcast at gmail.com. I wrote out .com. <laughs> and then my last little bit of chatty info here is to let you guys know that we are currently saving to get some better mics to bring you a better sound quality experience. <laughs> so... If you are interested in donating to the show to help us save some for some nicer mics so that you can hear Destiny and I at the same time, at the same level of in your earness.
1: And just perfectly clear.
0: Exactly. As great as can be. That would be super uh, for everyone involved, to be honest. Uh, you can click the link in our Instagram bio or download the Anchor app to donate directly to our show. And um, to those of you who are already donators, Thank Thank you. you. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, we love you, like, so much. Yeah. And with that being said. (laughs) Like, extra. Like, so much. I just need you to know that We really love you for your money. (laughs) And just for supporting Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and for, no, no, no. We love you for your money. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best. With that being said, let's get into it. Okay, so because you already heard about what I was doing last week, and this is the second part of that, so here we are in a big ol' spiel of weeks, Destiny's gonna let us know what she's doing this week.
1: Yes, okay, so I'm (laughs) actually really excited about what I'm doing this week. So I've just been kinda hanging out, doing my thing. Being pregnant and just visibly getting more pregnant and more pregnant. Such a fun experience, isn't it? <laughs> Physically, mentally, emotionally, just knowing that I'm more pregnant. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's that word a lot. Just slowly sets in more. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, exciting like little landmark is I'm halfway as of Monday. Yes. Um, which means on Friday I get to find out if it's a little boy or girl and I'm so freaking excited. That's exciting. Do you uh, feel, do you, everyone asks, do you know, do you feel like you know what it is? Yeah, so I personally, I've, Alex wanted a girl, and he had, like, convinced me it was a girl, uh-huh. and then just in the last, like, week, I'm like, it's not, it's, it's a not. boy, yeah. it's a boy, I think it's a boy. I will say, and, there is some crazy bond between, I've
0: only had a uh, boy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is some crazy Did bond. Did you know? Were you like. Well, I stood in the kitchen, um, of course, I was farther along than I realized, but I was like, ah, I've been, I'm sure i feel like that's a girl and my mom's all that means it's a boy and just turned around and walked away and i was like how dare you i know what i'm feeling <laughs>
1: and i have a son <laughs> yeah, so, so your mom was right yeah so if my mom's right and alex's mom is right and alex's grandma's right and everyone else is right it's a girl yeah yeah
0: i even somewhere in my brain i feel like it's a girl too yeah so i mean but, and
1: a lot of people i asked are like oh, i think it's a boy i think it's a girl or yeah. i think, and a lot of people I don't ask, are like, I think it's a boy. I think it's a girl. Yeah. Um, but so I just over the last like week, week and a half, I've been like, I think it might be a boy. Mm-hmm. Me and Alex for sure bet $100. <laughs> I and so, love that you guys bet <laughs> on I bet a 100 bucks. it was a boy. He bet me 100 bucks. it was a girl. So hey, that's, I mean, You'll however, know. you got to
0: make your money <laughs> for your child. That's
1: uh, still what's minus is, so it's oh. Oh, wonder, each other's and money.
0: And you had, you did have morning sickness. Do yeah. you still have it or did you finally uh, get through It,
1: it kind of goes in phases, but it's uh-huh. when I'm just being, I'm not eating as much. And I th- I've been like, I'm eating a lot more because I have gained, so I lost weight uh-huh. and then I've gained two pounds Oh, and I was reading like the app and it's like, well, your baby's a pound-ish uh-huh. Uh-huh. now uh-huh. and you gained over a pound in blood and I was like, oh. Oh, Cool. And then I was talking about, like, how much I'm eating, and I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm eating a lot. And Michaela, our friend, she's like, well, tell me everything you're eating. We're actually in a morning meeting at work, and she's like, tell me everything you're eating. And I told her, (laughs) and she was like, well, that sounds about normal. And I was like, okay, well, I felt like it was a lot, so now I'm going to, like... Step it up, but yeah. I, it's not like I'm like starving myself or anything by any means. Yeah, but, and you can't. Yeah, some days you want more, some days you don't. Yeah, want Yeah, so like morning sickness only. What well, like I've been kind of more of like a light lightheadedness, uh-huh. which I think I just need to eat frequent more frequently. Yeah, like little. Swickies. I woke up in the middle of the night last night and ate some applesauce, so <laughs> that's where I'm so at. So it's going well. Alex is so. like, "It's four. What are you doing?" And <laughs> I'm, I'm feeding like, the baby. I'm hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got a little hungry. Um. So yeah. So well, there's that so yeah, so you were so I was trying to gauge off of like you know how they do the mm, wife cell uh-huh, yeah, there we go that's yeah. I will submit <laughs> so I my skin's drier, which yeah. means it could be a I don't girl. know what it's a hell. girl oh uh, my, dry my... skin is a girl. Yeah, I'm really? not hairier. Oh. So that's. Oh, that's everyone a girl. told
0: me that if I had really bad heartburn, that means that my kid would be so hairy. And I was like, well, my husband's got really long hair. They're probably right. How long was Lincoln bald? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Until he was like two. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, the wife's cells are just crazy. I mean, and it's yeah. like morning sickness. It's supposed to Do be. Do you have a any girl. cravings at all? No.
0: No? No cravings? No. Mm, I didn't really. It's kind of great. Yeah. I mean, I. I always tell people I didn't crave anything with Lincoln. However, I could drink a gallon of milk in two days. Well,
1: I'll be like, that sounds great. It's just like like one thing. Caramel apple sucker. All oh, the time yeah. oh yeah. Great. I enjoyed one on the way home the other day. Yeah. Cause Alex bought me a box. Well that's like, sweet. So they say man. sweets is if you. A girl. It, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So. so it's kind of like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I also felt the baby kick for the first time <gasps> that's and I amazing. was like, I looked over, well the first time it was at work and I was like, Jake. <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. like, what? And I was like, I think I just felt the baby kick. It's like a flutter fluttery. Yeah. And then, the, well, it's like, a, for me it was like a swish. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, fuck. D- and, then yeah, like, and then I was at dinner with Alex, and he was like, "Are you gonna cry?" And I was like, "I just absolutely, it. I'm gonna um, cry." And since then, it's been like, like yesterday, I felt like it was just <laughs> blah, 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 uh-huh. all over the place. That's best. it'll, so, it'll only get more crazy. As yeah. As... So it's just been like uh, this whole week is a lot of like milestones Mm -hmm. um so then saturday we have that gender reveal which i told you about tonight so if you would like to come thank you yeah obviously you and your family's invited yeah um this is this will be in the past too or this this conversation when this comes out you'll have known yeah yeah i will full on now Uh, but we're doing very very small like very small Mm -hmm. um but yeah so we're doing that and then we have super bowl yes So Super Bowl, you're also invited if you'd like to come. So here I am, just Just inviting you last minute because that's me. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we're doing a thing at the in-laws, and it's all exciting. Yeah, so I have a lot going on. Yeah, it's It's all exciting, exciting, crazy thing. Also, did you cut your hair? It's looking real nice. I did. Thanks, real nice. Thank you. My friend cut it actually, and she was like. I'm seeing a whole lot more sass than you now, yeah, and I yeah, like it. I, I, kind I of like, feel okay, okay. okay, I appreciate it. So. <laughs> Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> All the sass. <laughs> okay, so what case are you covering this week? Oh, that was nice.
0: Okay, so I am covering another, um, I don't know that he was known as the Baton Rouge baton rouge serial killer
1: oh yeah that was a nickname for mine
0: yeah so i don't know <laughs> that this guy ever got a nickname um which is almost it's kind of strange to me because i think he might have started before I so when know. i
1: looked up baton rouge serial killer mm-hmm. it went derek todd lee uh-huh. and then it said
0: it said sean vincent gillis which Yes, <laughs> sean gillis also he his name is sean and i do a like you know when you hear somebody's name you picture them instantly mm-hmm. he does not look like a sean <laughs> Just throwing that out there, he's good got like know. a big, heavy mustache. I mean, he looks like a truck driver. So, uh, and he's got a big, heavy mustache. And- I like
1: quivered over a mustache, and I'm like, my husband actually. Yeah, has one, oh, so. not
0: creepy. Your husband somehow makes a mustache not creepy. <laughs> so, even when my <laughs> oh. Travis, my husband will do like a Pringles stash, and still not creepy. So it's true. Good it. job, husbands. Yeah, good job. Probably because they're not creepy. <laughs> that, That's that we know also of. Very true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving <Sorry>. on. <laughs> anyways, always be vigilant. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to cite my sources. Um, my sources are Wikipedia and Murderpedia. Um, and then, of course, inside of those, I've found more things. Um, an article by William DeLong, which is um, on allthingsinteresting.com, blogs.discovery.com. And then lastly, while I'm searching for this, I also found a, an episode by True Crime All the Time, which is a podcast as well, Um, which I think I used to listen to it a long time ago when I first started listening to them, and, um, and they're just, they're just, just like us. Yeah, I've
1: definitely listened to them Two dudes
0: that just chat, they've got the most monotone, usually it's just one guy telling a story to the other guy, and the other guy just reacts, and he asks, like, the guy who's telling the story asks questions, and the other guy's just like, yep, paid it. I don't like it. And I'm like, well, I love these guys. They're like,
1: that well, I say that. I say that all the yeah. time. <laughs> I'm like, he's me.
0: <laughs> yeah. But he's me with like he's me with who needs to go to bed. Because he sounds real sleepy. <laughs> but I they they're a very good podcast. So um before I get into this entire story, I did want to do a trigger warning because I didn't leave the details out. I'm actually I did. <laughs> And somehow it's still awful. Okay. Um, I left a lot of details out, but honestly, I probably will end up bringing them up just because they're fresh in my brain. So, um, and I know that everything we talk about here is bad, um, but this is especially heinous, if you will. And um, I didn't... Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun, I know. I was like, oh, I said the word heinous. <laughs> um, I didn't want to omit anything because it felt vital to the story. Um, but I also wanted to forewarn anyone that is did not like my last gruesome case that I covered, if they were like, "This is awful." Well, now you're now you know before you get mad. So there's that. Thanks for the precursor. Yeah, but for you, you have to sit and listen to it. <laughs> I so. have no choice. I can't fast forward. So <laughs> nope. here I am. No, no, no. So Sean Vincent Gillis. I'm I'm not gonna call him that the whole time. I'll probably just call him Sean or Sean Gillis. He was born June 24th, 1962 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that's where I was working. Sounds the same. Um, He was the son of Yvonne and Norman Gillis. His dad suffered from some mental health issues as well as some pretty heavy alcoholism, and he left Sean's mom the same year that Sean was born. That's why I was like, okay, okay, this is the same. There we go. And now we're way different um because essentially uh after his dad left, they moved uh in with Yvonne's parents, and the three of them were primarily who who raised Sean um Sean's mom did also stay in contact with the dad's parents so they were able to have a relationship with him as well so he knew both sets of his grandparents and um aside from his dad dipping out pretty early uh he's from my all of the accounts that i heard he had a pretty fairly normal upbringing okay um and his mom loved him so so much which i have a kid i know how that feels um he's described in the early parts of his life as being a quiet boy well mostly his, his mom describes him that way but in the early early parts of his life most everyone attributed him to uh, being a quiet guy, not attributed him, um, explained him as um, being a quiet boy, um, he was in a Catholic school, and that he had good grades, and that's kind of what was said about
1: him at the beginning. Um, he yeah, was... this is way different than mine. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> why I was like, oh, never
0: mind, as soon as you got to the second part of yours, oh, like, never mind, he, and, and yeah, he was, but, you know, just, just wait, <laughs> because, <laughs> Uh, he wasn't, like, a complete loner, but it didn't sound like he had, like, a ton of friends, but there were friends in his neighborhood that he did actually hang out with, and, um, but because people knew who he was, um, as soon as he started to get a little bit older, which I believe it's, like, as he's in pre-teens and going into high school, um, those around him started to take note that he was starting to have, um, some unexplained angry outbursts. Ooh. And <laughs> Uh, though I will note that his mom never really, like, there's a few places that you can kind of get a little information about his mom talking about him in the early years. Mm -hmm. And she, um, she always basically explains him as, um, well, first of all, she's a mom, so she wants to see the best in her child is one of them. But she also has what I, what totally reminded me of, or what I like to call the Ted Bundy's mom syndrome, or you know how he just... His mom just loved him and like hid him from all bad things and was like he's a great boy. Yeah. Um, or where she might hear, she might, I don't know, she she might hear that her son might not be the golden child and she's like my son no way. And I think that's kind of what his mom was like. So because we'll see a few. A <laughs> so little... we will
1: see what happens. Uh-huh, from
0: yeah. There. So I I think that uh, that might be me reading too far into it, but honestly, that's what I got from this, and there'll be more examples of that. So. Um, despite what his mom thinks though, he does start having angrier and stranger outbursts well into his high school days. Uh, one example is a neighbor named Carolyn Clay. Uh, I don't know if this is somebody that he like hung out with her, if she was just a neighbor, said that one time she heard loud banging noise at 3am, which first, uh, if I woke up, I'd be like, well, the devil's here. Uh, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, she went, she like goes over to a window or something and she sees, uh, Sean in the front yard beating on some garbage cans, just going at it on some garbage cans. Hey, buddy, cans. those aren't
1: drums. And can also you... it's
0: 3 a.m. Yeah, can you can you chill? <laughs> yeah, So, uh, but she apparently like looked super mad. And then on another occasion, he was stopped by the police while he had been banging on some other random property at nighttime. Um, and the police asked him what he was out doing, and his response was that um, he was out because he didn't have a woman which what is the weirdest (laughs) yeah I wrote
1: I'm not entirely sure what that meant or like but maybe it's like I can do what I want because I don't have a woman or I'm on the prowl for a woman at three in the morning
0: I'm if I had a girlfriend I wouldn't be out you know I don't know I don't know it's weird I don't even know what his age was at this time whenever they stop him and that's but still I was like this is weird so in the podcast that I listened to, they, they mentioned that around this time, or the time he's about seventeen, that his biological father kind of starts entering back into his life. I think the grandparents kind of like pushed were, it, prob- or, yeah.
1: I don't know if pushed it is right, yeah. but um, just they assisted are, in the.
0: Pro- I mean, their grandparents. They probably Hitler. just wanted to see a yeah, good relationship. Um completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So at some point they're spending more time together, but that's kind of all that's ever mentioned about it, and I tried to look into that a little bit more. I didn't see a ton about their relationship going anywhere from there. That's all I know. Okay. But I felt like it was worth saying just so you kind of see where, you know, the ups and downs of his uh, childhood and adolescence. Um, What I do know is that by the time he's out of high school, he starts jumping around to different jobs. Most of them are all at convenience stores, and most of them he can't seem to hold down for very long.
1: Mm, Reoccurring
0: factor. Oh, you just went. There's also mentioned that he starts getting into, like, some minor legal infractions, and this is what I will for sure call light crime. (laughs) Um, Because he got, like, traffic citations. I'm like, why are those mentioned here? Like, the DU, he... I have... Previous traffic citations. So, so you could potentially progress someday into serial okay. killing. We did
1: talk about this with someone. we someone. Earlier, we just said, I was like, you kill people. It's fine, Wait. guys.
0: <laughs> she doesn't kill people. I'm,
1: I mean, out of context. come at me. Come at me. <laughs>
0: out of context, yikes. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's mention of DUI,
1: um, possession of marijuana charge. But I don't. Never mind. I don't have these infractions. Yeah. So I thought you meant like a speeding ticket. The,
0: well, the, <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, why is traffic citations mentioned? And then the next one is a DUI. Next one is a possession of marijuana charge, and then a contempt of court charges. So I don't know. There was lighter crime. Yeah. And then there was even mention of what was caught, or what that he was caught peeping into a neighbor's window
1: oh no yep. peeper peeper mm-hmm. creepy peeper creeper peeper oh no hate it oh oh no, creeper,
0: Whoa. 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 Peeper, creeper. Oh, no did you say creepy peepy <laughs> <laughs> oh no Shit. Shit. but dude it totally applies in this situation so his, oh,
1: his peepy is okay.
0: creepy <laughs> okay okay moving on okay um i don't know also i don't know if he was like charged with anything for that or if it was just Somebody complained about him potentially creeping in a window. That's all. Um, But again, it's kind of, it was just my way of like showing that he's climbing the ladder of of crime, if you will. And in my opinion, up until this point, he's sort of kind of checking all the classic boxes of troubled youth Mm -hmm. that are like minor red flags. Um, Lots of warning signs for underlying issues. That's kind of just my own note here. Um, But I just, I just wanted to point that out. Another example of something that seemed a bit, uh, I'm not sure, odd will be what I'm going to call it, um, but I also don't want to sound too judgy, So, um, is when his mom accepted a job in Atlanta, um, and at the time, he had been living with her, and he says he doesn't want to move with her, and he, at the time, he says he doesn't want to move with her when she leaves, so she allows him to stay in the house that she owns and agrees to keep paying the mortgage for him. Okay, that sounds cush, cush. Okay, except that he's thirty. <laughs> now he's thirty, <laughs> and like
1: I'm about to be thirty. So extra cush. Could you I imagine mean... the exact age you are right now, still living with your mom? If she offered to pay for me to live by myself, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. If she offer,
0: if my mom offered me to live in her house, and she's about to move, she's here, have my house. I love my mom to death, but
1: it's a good thing we parted ways. Yes. We yes. I moved out when I was 18. Yeah, <laughs> like, I moved out, like, right before my 19th birthday, so. I could not imagine
0: just now. I have a full-blown child. I could not imagine just now moving out, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, which I understand that, like, comparing, that's just what I do. I'm like, what the heck? So, he's 30, still lives at home with mom. I don't know that he had had any relationships up to this point,
1: and, um, nevertheless, that's well, it where sounds she- like him and his mom have a very interesting, dynamic relationship.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, after this, she moves, and then she's not really brought up again. Um, she's not mentioned a ton, except that, well, okay, I'm going to mention her one more time. But she leaves, and um, he's just alone. And so from, from most accounts of his life, it kind of seems like right after his mom moves away, that's kind of when he allows himself to s- kind of slip into that some bad stuff or like, worse habits, I guess. Yeah. He lets himself go. Uh-huh. And by that I mean, um, he starts missing work because of a newly acquired porn addiction that takes over his life. Okay, Which, that's like, intense. Which, like, you can like porn,
1: absolutely, you can just... I don't understand how you get addicted to porn to the point where it takes over... I I, like I just said, I don't understand.
0: Right. And um, I know that, like, we all know that porn isn't necessarily, quote, a bad thing, but if you're missing work because of any addiction usually means you've got a problem. Yeah. (laughs) So he's missing work because he's got a porn addiction, so he's got a problem. Um, But his mom's not there to point that out or see it happen, so therefore it just gets worse. And despite all of this, however, he's able to start and maintain a steady relationship with a woman named Terry Lemoyne in 1994. So he also gets himself a girlfriend. Okay. And though it... Like, that seems to be, like, the first consistency in his life since his mom moved away. This is also the same year that Sean would commit his first murder.
1: Okay. I wonder if there's, like, a connection.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and now that I've made it clear that this is that his first murder is about to take place, uh, I'll just go ahead and state that Sean Gillis, if you don't already know or haven't heard of him before, is a very prolific serial killer, as we've mentioned. Um, in last week's episode, when I when we both when we both talked about covering so, serial killers um, in the Baton Rouge area, who goes on to operate in the area for a better part of a full decade, which just blows my mind. So sad. So buckle up for that uh, part because yeah, and be how a it's long. gonna last a decade? Yeah, and then the wildest part for me, which I I wrote this next part before I knew that you were covering Ted Ted. Derek. Derek, Ted's his middle name, right? Isn't it Todd? Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, before I knew you were covering him, I wrote this next little part. Um, But I I say here that the wildest part of this is that he wasn't the only serial killer operating in the area at the time. And, in fact, there was at least five other well-known serial killers that operated in the same area um, with similar M.O.s. Not that he necessarily has one, Mm -hmm. which we'll get into. Um, one of those serial killers is perhaps a little more known, Derek Todd Lee. That's what I was, okay. Um, (laughs) and then I put here, I'm not going to get into his crime, but one of us should definitely cover that at some point. (laughs) Well, thank you. Done and done. Yeah. I should have, I don't know, I should have confirmed more when I told you (laughs) that you were going to do it. I was like, you should do him, and then I just didn't touch base with you again. I mean, but I did it. Yeah, so, awesome. I think it's great that we did it, that you did it, and then here we are. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also to top it off, um, as I go through this, you're going to find that Sean did not have any specific type of victim, other than he targeted women, and that's that's it. That you'll
1: will see. He was yeah, yeah okay. So don't like that. No, I, mean, <laughs> I don't like any of it, I but don't. don't
0: like that. Okay, so this is where, as previously warned, shit's about to get wild and gruesome. And I'm detailing all of it, and I don't know why. Okay, so on the early morning of March 21st, 1994, uh, the day before my birthday. Oh, see now you're doing it. (laughs) What does that (laughs) do? I was four. Um, Sean decides to break into a small retirement home um, apartment of she's either 81 or 82, gives different ages of Anne Bryan um where she lives it's like a little retirement home her residence was right across the street from where he worked so he saw her office or i mean her office her little house area apartment probably mm-hmm. every day um and although his report of this was that he broke in with the intention of quote only raping this woman as soon as she began screaming she, and she wouldn't stop Um, he began to panic and then just goes wild and he cut her throat with a foot long hunting knife that he had on him. Uh huh.
1: He just had that on him? Yeah. I was like, your intentions were to rape,
0: but okay. Not that one is better or worse than the other. No. However, you brought a foot long hunting knife to rape somebody and she screamed like you didn't think that was going to happen. Um, I don't know. Overall, he stabbed her 50 times. Holy shit. The stab wounds focused on her head, genitals, and chest. Oh, so God. So those also seem like real specific. You didn't go wild like, oh, no, I got to kill her. Yeah. Or, like, those are very... Okay. He almost decapitated her as well um, with these crazy blows. Unfortunately, though, no one saw him come in or commit the murder or witnessed him leave. Um, and I'm assuming there's no cameras. This is 1994. For some reason, there's no cameras around the area. And so Anne Bryan's murder would go on to remain unsolved for the next ten years, jeez. Which is could you like working at that housing unit and having to go in and be like, oh my god, and then it never being solved, and then can you continuing to have to work there? Yeah, God no, or live there? (laughs) Yeah, oh like her name. Oh, I hate it all. Okay. So, at this point, Sean is still with his girlfriend, Terry, and it's around this time that she finally starts taking note of a few of his unhealthy tendencies, um, such as, like, super... But doesn't correlate them to anything, because yeah. she stays with him for She's a She's like, time. I start noticing... That he's a frequent drinker and a heavy drinker, which I guess doesn't necessarily have anything to do with anything. You can be that and not be a serial killer, um, but he's... Also, his obsession with what we'll call regular pornography kind of takes a new turn into some super violent, super graphic videos of not just sexual activity, but also videos that involve a lot of brutality. I'm pretty sure like killing people or something that's like depicting killing people. Jesus. And I, I am I don't, I think she's pretty aware of it, that he's into this super graphic porn and then just is like, that's weird. Um, but
1: anyways, I'll
0: keep him. Okay. So, for her first red flag, for me, this is, like, the 500th red flag,
1: <laughs> There's been They've been going up for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots
0: of red flags. Um, but the other one that is noticed, in, or this is said in the podcast, I didn't see any information about this anywhere else, but apparently they also only had sex, like, a handful of times in their entire relationship. Interesting. Which... Someone who's addicted to porn but doesn't want to sign with you, you know, like that's odd. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely unhealthy. That's what I'll say. Yeah. So, um, even though uh, the brutal murder takes place, five years goes by before he commits his next murder. Wow. So he takes a quick break. He did the most extreme murder. That's a for your first break, though. Yeah, uh huh. Five years. Uh huh. And I don't actually, I don't know why. Oh. I, except for that he told a reporter later that he waited so long before killing his next victim because he was, quote, happy. So, he just... Oh, don't like that. Uh, huh? Don't like that at all. How's the how's that? <laughs> um During that period, he worked at a convenience store located across the street the whole time. Worked where he could still see where he murdered that lady. Oh, from. gross. Just felt like a real weird. Did kid. they not canvas the area? apparently not I mean I, I do you think they've like probably did he leave DNA I don't think so okay but if they weren't no I don't think so not that you have. Um, okay yeah I don't I don't have that he did on that but um, I don't
1: yeah
0: <sighs> I don't know yeah so um, his next victim was 29 year old Catherine Ann Hall Catherine was a sex worker and reported drug user in the area When Catherine climbed into his car um, the night that he, like, went and picked her up, um, it was early January 1999. He, like, right away overpowers her and puts a plastic cable around her neck and chokes her. And after which, he stabbed her in the throat and her left eye.
1: Oh, my God fuck right
0: and then he proceeded to rape her then further after he stabbed her Mm -hmm. oh oh yeah this is not the worst of what this guy does cool and then he further mutilated her body and um i that was like the first one that i described and so i used the word mutilated and as i was going through this i was using the word mutilated a lot and you're gonna hear it even more but I felt like I was using it too much. And I also just, for some reason, I'm like, some, it needs to be said what he did. Like, there's no, just putting mutilated doesn't give their them justice. Not that any of this gives them justice. But it doesn't, I don't know, leaving the details out just felt like it doesn't show how awful he is. And he needs, it yeah. needs to be known how awful he was. A few days later... A squirrel hunter found her body nude lying face down on a road in a rural area of East Baton Rouge Parish. A squirrel hunter? Yeah, they're big in that area. I looked it up. Interesting. I was like, the fuck is this? And I like, they cl- there's like little things. let's cook-
1: break up this terrible conversation and talk <laughs> yeah. about a random squirrel. There's hunter. just a bunch of squirrels? They should come to my front yard. I got them everywhere. <gasps> Stop that. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I hate it. That's true. I like watching them. And my cat doesn't <laughs> mess with them either. She just watches them too. She's like, oh my god. I we just watch them
0: together. And We're I'm talking like, about all this awful stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, not the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Yes.
0: Moving on. So, okay. Um, she gets found, um, and in this specific case where she's found, the body was, like, almost directly in front of a dead end sign. Okay. And investigators later theorize, and I think they kind of confirm with him um, that his choice of dumping her body right there in front of the sign was actually in some way like a joke to them to investigate to anyone who found like ha ha dead end there's a dead body there gross he's the worst okay so moving on um about four months later he began oh in the beginning of may 1999 sean was out trolling for a new victim and that's where he found hardy schmidt she was a 52 year old mother of three out for an early morning jog in the middle of in a middle class neighborhood in south baton rouge Uh, schmidt was an avid runner who had previously taken part in the boston marathon and sean decides she's the one she's gonna be an easy target and his choice behind that was because he could follow her i guess and see her out so over the next three weeks he starts stalking her um which yeah that's just so maybe that's why i haven't watched i think that's another reason why i haven't started watching you again to be honest is because the the book and then watching the show i the show isn't as bad gave me the heebie jibies yeah like who's watching the whole watching part of it Mm -hmm. yeah you never know (laughs) i hate it um so uh he watches her for three weeks and then it was not until sunday may 30th Day before my birthday uh, <laughs> at 6.30am that he decides that he's going to attack he follows behind her with his car and then he hits her with his car and once she's down and knocked down and like can't get up because she just got hit with a car yeah. Um, he got out of his car and placed a heavy duty cable around her neck outside of the car begins choking her, gets her back into the car and took her to a nearby n- near park nearby sorry i can't not read um where he rapes and murders her after mutilating the body with a knife he loaded her into the trunk of his car where her nude body remained overnight oh my god and then he drove his car home and at some point the following day he had to take his girlfriend somewhere oh my god and she's in the car where there's a body in the trunk of the car. And she's, she notes that she's like, it smells awful in here. And he's like, oh yeah, I think, or not I think, I hit a, he suddenly has a story and was like, I hit an animal the night before. So if you ever feel like your car smells weird and you're not the driver or you're in a car and someone's driving, and you're like, wow, it
1: smells so bad in here. Jump out and, and, and like, run.
0: <laughs> and they're like, oh, I totally hit an animal last night. That's why it smells so bad. I'm like, would I believe that? <laughs> I don't know. I might. Yeah, I hate is. that. I was like I he this story's like plausible. So she, that's that. Um he takes her to wherever he's supposed to take her and then later that day at some point he drove the body to St. James Parish about 35 miles from Baton Rouge and on one of the or it's like on one of the routes to New Orleans where he dumped her body into a bayou next to the highway. A bicyclist eventually found the body the next day. So God. Yeah. Okay. So, on to the next. Do we have to? Oh, we sure do. <laughs> We're in this together now. On. November- I'm like
1: muted because I'm like I'm gonna vomit if I continue <laughs> to speak. Yeah.
0: It's So awful. Okay. Well, on November 12th, 1999. So some time the elapsed here. He kills his fourth victim named Joyce Williams. She was 36. She was also a sex worker. Um, He picks her up, uh, somehow gets a zip tie around her neck, like, pretty close to right when he picks her up, from what I understand, and then begins to strangle her. And it's very clear he decided that the zip tie worked for him, so that's what he uses throughout from here on out. The zip tie is, though the first um, murder that he committed wasn't used, Mm -hmm. definitely the zip tie was, like, what he stuck with, so... Zip tie is around the neck, um, and after this specific murder takes place is when it truly escalated for him, and he starts to get, I mean, things were already bad, yes, but from here, he decides for the first time to take the body back to his house for some reason. So, he, he lives with his girlfriend, right? Yeah, he lives with his girlfriend. Um, at this, this time, she's out of town. Okay. So... She's not home, and um, he takes the body back to his house. I don't really know where at in the house, but he um, mutilates the body like before, but he also decides to cut off her nipples and then eat them.
1: Oh. Did we, we just went to cannibalism? We just went real sadistic.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and this is not the first time, or this is not the last time he will eat parts of Please, his. Please, okay. And this just is... We'll hear it when we get there. Yep. So... <laughs> He does that, and oh I, there's other things that he does with them, but um, those are the two, like, most graphic things that stuck out to me, and I was just like, what the fuck? Okay, so, he dumps her body in a near, like, a forest, pretty near to his house, from what I understand.
1: Okay, so we might get to this, is there necrophiliac? Oh, yeah, uh-huh.
0: Well, he's with the body, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay. And if I don't
0: mention it, just remind me because I've got two things that I can say. Okay. So, he dumps her body in a forest that is kind of near to his house. Um, and then two months later, in January of 2000, hunters find her severed leg bone. And then eventually, the remains of her body are like about 700 feet away. So, she there are parts of her all over oh in this area. Oh, my God. Because he was ruined cutting people up. His next victim, 52-year-old Lillian Robinson, and from what I understand, um, her case is still open, by the way, um, though he has admitted to this one. So, uh, his next victim is 52-year-old sex worker Lillian Robinson. She is killed the same month that Joyce Williams' body was found. So, they fi- find her body, and then he is like, all right, I don't know that he knows that the body is found, but yeah. um, he picks up he picks her up, And like always, strangles with a zip tie, takes her back to his house like before because he did it once. However, he is on a bit of a time crunch this time around because his girlfriend, Terry, is at work.
1: Oh my god. I don't know. So is he still not working? Is he still just living his addicted to porn life?
0: I think he might still be doing convenience store stuff to like... But his mom's paying their rent,
1: so I mean, he's probably... He's like, okay, so we, I pay for rent, wink, uh-huh. wink, my mom, yeah, and you're going to pay for, pay for everything the else. Uh, yeah, I
0: don't know their setup, but I know that he is... He has time to do
1: this crazy, disgusting shit. He's so doing. if
0: he's working at convenience stores, I bet you he is working like night shift. And so, if she's at work, I don't know. I don't know what her job was. So, maybe it's also nighttime. I have no freaking clue. I just know. I read that she was about to be off in a few hours. And I'm like, what the? Okay. This is out of control. I mean, it's already out of control. He's eating nipples. Moving on. I can't get that. Okay. So, takes her back to his house. Um i'm still I, I wrote so he legit kills a lady his girlfriend is at work and they brings it back to the house like i couldn't get over that oh my god um he later admits to putting his oh here's to answer your question he later admits to putting his genitalia in her mouth among other sexual acts with the dead body before dumping it into a swampy basin and leaving it there's your information you were looking for i'm sorry <sighs>
1: <laughs> moving on i'm crying yeah I, I need to go home hey, you're in I your need house to go.
0: <laughs> i know we need to go find someone to hug us after this Jesus. because we're only on a sixth victim okay? oh no so in october of 2000 so like eight months goes by 38-year-old Marilyn Nevels. Um, She is also a sex worker in the area. He picks her up, strangles her with zip tie, mutilates her, and then just a few miles from his own house, this one's like real close to his house, he dumps her body and her body isn't recovered until October 31st of that year. So Halloween night, someone is out and finds a dead body.
1: Okay. Um, And they're like, it's a mannequin. And it's not a mannequin. Yeah. It's
0: a human. (laughs) There's so, and this case, this one, that's like all that's said about it. And it's really sad because um, it says that the only way that like any, like she was identified um, as being dead was when Sean confessed to murdering her four four years later. No one had ever reported her missing.
1: Oh, that's terrible. I know.
0: It makes me so sad. So that's what's said about her. Um, He is later quoted. Like, at some point, he later says that he started to target women
1: that he thought no one would miss. I was going to ask because he did go through, like, a mom, mother of three. So, I'm yeah. wondering if there was, like, more media coverage for her uh-huh. and where he got more, like, stressed Saw out and it. was yeah. like, oh, shit, this is yeah. out there. And so, he's like, but that didn't happen with the last one that was a sex worker. And maybe uh-huh. so, he moved back into that. Kind of. Yeah, it yeah. does. And there's – and I'll, I'll
0: state a few things at the end that'll – it kind of seems like he was trying to be calculated in a way – ish with this so i mean i mean it's calculated because he's finding people and killing them but also it does seem like there was a little bit of a, a method behind it if you will um because yes that person literally didn't get reported missing which is wild so and so sad uh he then goes on to take a three-year break from killing
1: again um, was he happy again, quote? Uh, probably. I don't know.
0: Um, he he basically claims that he, he doesn't, he didn't go on, he took a break. So, um, and that's that. And as I mentioned before, there were similar murders going on in the area that were committed by other serial killers. So, um, during his, quote, break, where he claims to have done nothing. Um, he does mention having a bit of an interest in other serial killers at this time. And, um, that's kind of when I think he was tracking the Derek Todd Lee thing. Yeah. Um, he was watching it, the media, and he was like saving articles and stuff in his house there later. Excuse me, please no. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Also, did your girlfriend not notice you were keeping, tra- keeping tra- oh, track of serial killers? Oh, just wait things? until I name what was found in his house later. And I'm like, how are her red flags non-existent? Okay. Um, and then, uh, in my opinion, it kind of seems like he was keeping track of the competition. Yeah. But, yeah, so, this guy's wild. So, in 2003, uh, though, Derek Todd Lee, um, the the other serial killer, is arrested that year. Um, authorities think, all right, we've got the bad guy, the streets are safe, for... Um, however, when the murderers continue to happen, it becomes clear that there is still at least at least one more murderer out there. And um, obviously these bodies that are being found are sometimes more mutilated than what Derek Toddley was into. So, uh,
1: Yeah, definitely. There was only like that one girl that he... And that's the ones he was tied to, for right. sure. But there was only that one girl that he stabbed 80 times. And I'm like, are we sure? Are we sure it was Derek Toddley? Yeah. And all this? But... Ugh, yeah, he... Ugh, yikes. So...
0: In um, in October of 2003, Sean would begin killing again. Uh, this time, it was a divorced mother of three. So, this one is another... People would miss this one. So, yeah. his statement... I don't know if he... Weird. Okay. Yeah. So, this is... Um, he had known her for 10 years. Wow. And, like, I'm pretty sure he was... He at some point had paid her to help clean his house. And they had known each other, like, out and about because he would go out a lot. And so, they knew each other... And so, that's why his, him saying that he killed people that he didn't think would be missed, he knew her so well that he knew that she had three children. So, but she is a sex worker, she is a drug addict, and so to him that correlates to no one will miss her, I guess. Um, So, yeah, apparently that just wasn't enough of a reason to not kill her. Um, Like his other victims, he picks her up one night, strangles her with a zip tie, and proceeds to mutilate her with a knife. In this case, he cuts her hands off and poses her dead body in, I believe, in his car or, like, by his car. What? And then takes pictures of her. Oh, God. Yeah. So, to me, it's like each time he commits a murder, it's almost like he's like, what haven't I tried yet? Yeah. It's just straight Yeah. So, um, his eighth and final
1: victim. Thank fucking God. Yeah.
0: Was in February of 2004. Uh, he picked up 43-year-old Donna Bennett Johnston. Uh, divorced mother of five. Oh, wow. Also sex worker. Um, so she has five children. Um, also sex worker. And one evening while he she had been out drinking, he is like waving her down or something. I don't know. But she is visibly drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so after driving her to a location near his home, Sean loops a cable around her neck, strangles her like all the others before. He took off... Uh, her clothes and placed her body on the ground where he slashed both of her breasts and cut those off um then cuts off the neck the nipples as well um and then he also cut off a tattoo from her right thigh um i don't know what he did with that or why yeah okay and then this next part he then cuts off her left arm from the at the elbow and proceeds to masturbate with that arm what the fuck? And I think, if I'm correct, he also paints the nails of it. And I'm, I'm pretty... What sh- the actual... I don't
1: know! Fuck it's happening. Like,
0: this is, in my opinion, this is, like, the, the most gruesome out of all of them. And the brutality level is, like, the craziest. And the murder scene, it's like, her body was found in shambles. So, ugh, they're all awful. That one, was, that part of it, I was like... Oh, I just, I don't, I, maybe oh, I should have just said anything. Okay, anyways, anyways. Moving Ooh. on. Kay. Thank you. There's some imagery. Sorry. Moving on. Finally, though, in April of 2004, authorities are finally narrowing in, uh, narrowing down the evidence that would eventually lead them to Sean Gillis. Finally. Thank um, God. And, and most of, actually, what I didn't realize until I was, like, going through the court stuff he, this last murder, even though it was like the most gruesome, they've got the most evidence off of it. So he was. This was also his sloppiest murder. Okay, um, it was getting probably careless. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, and just wild. So uh, they were able to find DNA under Johnston's fingernails. Probably the one that is. Yep. Okay, and some <laughs> unique tire tracks that were found where her body was dumped. Um, And then there's some DNA, there's another, there's a little bit more DNA that I am I think um, of his just throughout the crime scene. So they were able to get a warrant and search his home, and of course, they were able to find a numerous amount of incriminating evidence, like tons of pictures, and the computer with, um, and then on the computer had different victims in different positions, or like after they'd been mutilated, he would take pictures of them, as well as... The the rest of this long, very suspicious item list is from blogs.discovery.com, and they are as follows. Seven saws, a hacksaw, several knives, a machete, plastic zip ties, external hard drives, four computers, a computer scanner, photographs of Johnny May Williams' dead body, a 14-inch bayonet, again, more computers, a wooden club, newspaper clippings about Derek Todd or yeah Derek Todd Lee's final victim, and one of his computers also contained files named "Best of Snuff," "Beheadings and Hangings," and "Manson Murders." The subject of another file was about Russian necrophilia. Uh, several books, both fiction and nonfiction about serial killers, were also seized from his
1: home. Are you okay? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, this is the worst. Oh, my God. How did his girlfriend, like, how can all
0: of that be in your house and your girlfriend? Oh, also the smell in the car and your girlfriend has been like, no, nope, things seem fine, right? I just, I can't. Oh, I'm just, like, bewildered. Yeah. So, uh, lots of hat cloths, all of that, not a red flag for this her. This house better
1: been, like, the size of, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mansion. It better have had a wing yeah, for you to not know the, you to what the away. hell was going on. I don't in think your house. it was. I don't I don't think so. I'm gonna assume it wasn't his mom moved. I mean his mom worked for like a, a
0: TV station before she moved, so like maybe it's kinda big, but and then of course they bring him in to do interviews. And um a lot of those interviews are on YouTube by the way. So you can, Mm. I watched a few, um, the podcast I listened to, they played a few of them and I was like, okay, his voice, you know, there's, when you know about them and then you hear their voice (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) okay, um, you can kind of just hear the, the main thing though, is that you can kind of just hear how casual he is about his confessions and, um, in true crime all the time, they're like, he talks about this stuff. Like we talk about just going to get a pizza. Or just, like, your list of things you did that day. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, I just had to do some errands, and I did it. and he just talks about, that's how he talks about these murders. He is one of those murders who seems super open about divulging a lot of information. And I did mention this to you earlier, I feel like there's always two very distinctive types of killers that are always, there's always the one that's like, nope, I'm not talking about it, these are my secrets, no one else's. And then there's the dudes that are like, yep, I killed people. You want to hear about all the details? Cool. Here's everything and here's all the gruesomeness.
1: And that's who he was. He is a, let me give you all. Yeah. Tell all.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he's a tell all. Um, And because of all these forthcoming details, he ultimately admitted to eight murders in all. In court, however, the first time around, he was on trial for Donna Bennett Johnson, Um, her murder had the strongest evidence against him and then when it came time to sentence him the jury was quote in their own words hopelessly deadlocked uh, due to only having the details of the one case whether or not he should receive the death penalty or just um, life in prison Mm -hmm. Um, basically they were like should he have the death penalty and ultimately they decided no which i was mad about um The following year, uh, Sean then received another life sentence after pleading guilty to the second degree murder of 36 year old Joyce Williams in West Baton Rouge. In all, Sean has confessed to killing and mutilating eight women, even, or I'm sorry seven of whom he has now been officially charged with murdering uh the murder of Lillian Robinson is still being investigated even though it appears that he did in fact kill her.
1: So did he get so he didn't get the death penalty?
0: No, not in and he's only been technically gone to trial for two. He's only had to go to trial for two and in both cases he got two life sentences. And I'm pretty sure, and he's
1: alive. I think so. <laughs> and when before... you were like at your first victim, I was like if you tell me this guy is still alive. no.
0: okay and then i'm not done
1: Oh, fucking fuck i know he also
0: for some reason after he was in jail and admitted to all of them one of the donna johnston had like a friend that he that was i don't know if she was like at court or something he wrote to her and was like excuse me yeah he wrote her and so part of it i didn't put this part in here he he basically said um Uh, i don't know if it was donna johnson the one that was very drunk Mm -hmm. he wrote to that person was like she was really drunk i don't even think she knew that she was dying or if she knew that was and she died really quickly like that was gonna like that's
1: gonna make it better
0: he also said this is a direct quote i really don't know what the hell was wrong with me i was in a real bad place i was pure evil that night no love no compassion no faith no mercy no hope he blamed his actions on his lack of faith and the fact that he, quote, hated God for a long time. And uh, so that's it for me.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I uh, need to stick to the lighter murders because that was That was hen- rough. But also so wild.
1: That's like, insane. Yeah. So... What surprises me the most is the breaks he took. Yeah, me
0: too. That's just weird it's, to me. Uh, I, you know, sometimes i was like, are we sure they actually took a break? Um, and because there was, like, so many other murders going on at the time, I don't know that they could prove or disprove. And it sounds like this guy doesn't have anything he wants to lie about anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just like, okay, fine.
0: Yeah. and he, me. Yeah, he he basically was like, I, was, I don't know why I did all of these things. He, at some point he said... He also wrote in that same letter something about um, like he doesn't know why he's compelled to do these things, but he knows that if he was let out of jail, he would go kill again, or he'd be if the day he was let out of jail, he would go look for his next next victim. Like he's very honest kind of predator, which.
1: I hate. Don't like it. Nope.
0: I don't like any Jesus. of the predators. But... Oh, my God. So, there's that. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's... Uh, question mark? No, 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 no. But here we are doing the same thing we do all the time, and I don't know why we do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so... tonight's night. Like tonight where I'm like, this is rough. This yeah. This is a rough night.
0: Oh, yeah. So, we're like, well, we had great days. It was a good day. Like then we just ruin it. <laughs> we're like, why why why? Here we go. Yeah. And um, I feel like... Since you put your recommendation of Aaron Hernandez story in our last
1: show, that I not the baseball player Alex Rodriguez, it knew. At least we not. know I was referencing somebody, somebody real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Alex Rodriguez. That's a
0: pretty common name, you know. That's fine. Um, the show that I'm currently watching. That I don't know if you have HBO. I do. Okay, so it's kind of scary, um, but it's um, The Outsider. It's, oh, you told me about that. Uh, yeah, I think I did tell you I was – I'm still watching it. It's out – I I rarely watch shows that, like, come out every week, and mm-hmm. I, so I have to wait every Sunday for it. Um, But I <laughs> – if Travis is listening to this, he's going to be so mad at me. I read ahead. Well, I, like <laughs> – re- because it's, it's scary. It's, like, kind of scary. And I was like, okay, I'll sleep better if I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But it's done in a – it's presented in a way that's super – Um. Crimey, like it totally seems like you're watching a crime documentary and you're like, interesting. And it's or like, I don't know if you ever saw The Sinner, yeah, it's totally got the sinner vibes. Oh, I love the but sinner, then,
1: me too. Did you see the next season? I think it comes out in February. Oh, yeah, and it has Matthew Bomber. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, stoked about that too. Very stoked. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, so The Outsider is uh,
0: it's so good, and I don't like creepy shows. Uh, Well, I mean, I super do, but I can't, I'm, I'm gonna, I will literally go to sleep and have awful dreams. Yeah. I had my first sleep paralysis, uh, two weeks ago and it was the scariest thing ever. So I don't know if it's because I watched that show or not. Oh my God. Um, I'll tell you about it when we're not (laughs) recording. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I was trying to leave on a lighter note, but it's a scary show, so it's not really a lighter note. So positive
1: positive. Alex has been watching a lot of Rick and Morty. Yeah,
0: there we go. Yeah, there's a positive for my guys. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna be starting a happier show in the next few days, so I'll I'll talk about that one. Yeah, keep us updated.
1: Yeah, we'll come back with that one. On the positivity.
0: Yeah, on the positivity. Um, And then if you're one of those people that at the very beginning you heard me say. Fast forward, because we're gonna talk about ourselves for a little bit and you actually did that, then you missed the part where I say if you haven't already helped us by rating and reviewing us, that would help us. If you give us a rate and a review, we'll shout you out on the show. And if you haven't already and you like us at all and you want to connect with us uh, or get notifications or updates about the show, please follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to email us something really, do you want to hear or anything like that, um, if you want us to cover a case or you just want to tell us some weird stuff, that's fine. Email us at crimewivespodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for us. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Crime Wives out!